welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. My name, as it usually is, is Pierce. And uh, as I usually have with me tonight, Caroline, hello. Hey. I'm just going to like start calling you like different names sometimes. Just to... That's that's fine. And uh, we've, we've got a, a returning uh, Streaking the Lawn co-host tonight, Will. Hello. How's it going? I also have questions as to whether you're called something else most other days or if it's just yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have many names, many faces, many stories. Um, but that's not what this podcast is about. It's about the Who's. We actually we have a, a smidgen, a taste of football uh, news to talk about. If you want to kick things off uh, with that, Caroline. Yeah, so there was an email sent to, I think, season ticket holders um, today, or Wednesday afternoon from... Live director Carla Williams, and it basically was saying that this year for the Virginia Tech football game at Scott Stadium, which is a Friday game, one of three stupid Friday games, um, they're going to change up how they're doing single game ticket sales. So mm-hmm. the only way to purchase, so Virginia Tech will still get their allotment. That doesn't change. Those are ACC rules. But the um, rest of the single game tickets can only be purchased. Uh, if you are a donor of at least $100 to the Virginia Athletic Foundation mm-hmm. in the year 2019 or are a season ticket holder. So if you're either one of those two things, then you can buy up to six uh, single game tickets for the tech game. Um, so if some of you are listening, like, why would they do that? That's They're pricing out the fans. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good thing <laughs> because if you've been to a Virginia, Virginia tech game in the last whenever, uh, 10 years it's Lifetime. probably yeah it's probably just as many or more Virginia Tech fans than there are Virginia fans mm-hmm. so basically it's just taking a lot of those tickets off the market it's so that they're not even available for Virginia Tech fans to buy what happens if they don't sell them that's a great question <laughs> they're not gonna um, not sell them you know that's, yeah. I have many questions for Carla Let's call um, her. Let's call her. So on surprise, we have a special guest tonight. <laughs> no, okay. um, yeah, that's one of the things that you kind of have to figure out. I mean, ho- I think they're hoping in an ideal world that Virginia's playing really well and people are super excited <laughs> and this is part of the new standard and things are going great. Um, but when you think about it too, I don't have the numbers obviously on how many season tickets they've sold. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's like one person <clears throat> owns the season ticket. So like Pierce has two season tickets does that mean you can buy six tickets to the tech game or 12 you know what i mean like so it, it probably definitely means six but that's yeah, what yeah i know what you mean but like yeah. if someone has a huge block of tickets, i'm sure they can right. work that out with the, the the people that have huge blocks of season tickets are not the people that need to be worrying about if they are going to be able to sure sure i think like for the thing <laughs> my, my initial reaction to it is obviously it's good and and it's at least a good a good effort a good try to to sort of claim the rivalry game and say like hey yeah. folks we're doing everything in our power to make this you know a home rivalry game and yeah. not a neutral site like yeah. you know yeah, exactly. as as they they tend to be um, I I don't know how many of those single game tickets since UVA is good or when UVA is good are being bought up by Hokies because they do release them a little later. I I think a lot of Hokies are brought there by UVA fans. I think yeah. you see the same thing yeah. at the basketball and games. So obviously that won't change. A that ton. won't change. There anything. will still be people right. that 
and I so in this, I am very staunch on this. Like, don't bring hokies to the game. <laughs> like, I, I just and I know that that people want to agree, and they're like, "Oh, my brother went there." I'm like, "I don't care. He's not your yeah. brother that day. Like, you don't bring him in." <laughs> um, I'm like super staunch about that. Like, and the same thing sure. with people who give their tickets at basketball, like especially lower bowl tickets to opposing fans. I'm just like, that's now. Would I going to another place try and get tickets from people? I yeah, absolutely. Right. So I completely recognize that I am maybe in the minority and also a hypocrite about it. <laughs> However, at Virginia, don't bring that. Sh- don't bring. No, you don't. No, don't leave them at home. They don't need uh-huh. to come. They can buy their own tickets or whatever, but don't give them one of your season tickets. Um, I'm proud so, of your self-reflection, Carolina. Yeah, I'm growing. <laughs> I'm growing as a person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think overall, because the one thing that, and this is clearly what was part of the plan, is if you look at it, uh, the lowest price season ticket. So again, the season ticket would obviously include the Virginia Tech ticket in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go to the game, then just get a season ticket for 129 bucks and you'll save money. <laughs> like, right. Because if you're looking at a single game ticket, that's going to be 60 bucks probably minimum. So 100 bucks donation and the $60. Now, if you're like, I don't really care about the difference of the 30 bucks because that means I'm donating to the VAF, then that's right. great too. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of Virginia tech fans who just pay the hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, you could do that too. Otherwise then you have the opposing fans donating to your school and that's also win, 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 right. Um, so yeah, you win out of a loss making, (laughs) yeah, turning a loss into a win. Um, (laughs) But then there's also the idea it's so it's kind of like when Virginia played at GW in basketball right. and like right. a bunch of Virginia fans just bought GW season tickets because it was 120 to do that and 180 to get in the door. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I, I think in all like, and we have plenty of basketball to talk about. So it's just a kind of small thing. It's just kind of, for me, it's kind of a cool thing to see. Like you're right. You said it like they're taking it seriously and it's obviously a big deal and they want to make it a home field advantage. And I think this is a, a cool way to start doing it um hopefully and- a worthy effort and and also uva is coming off i a hugely by our standards at least hugely successful season yeah absolutely. so you would think more there's going to be more interest from uva fans so yeah hopefully uh, you better be there Jeez. i would think so but you know <laughs> but. football football attendance i think is dragging everywhere right like NFL, yeah. college, you know. Anyway, we, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Let's talk the, about basketball. The viewing, they made the home viewing experience way too good. <laughs> yeah, and just I, – I totally get it. Going to football games isn't that fun. It's, it, it's got nothing on basketball for it's me. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I, going to baseball games is much more fun than going to the football games. That's still not true. Do. Don't, don't lie. <laughs> no, it is. Baseball <laughs> It was very cool. Wait, what? Ba- are we talking like legit, like UVA baseball? Are we just either, like, either comparing ba- UVA. Yeah, stuff? I would. I just. I think baseball. I, I mean, <laughs> this is like not quantifiable. It's just a more fun sport in person to watch compared to on television. And football yeah. isn't that much more fun in person and is often less nice. Yeah, <laughs> watching I, it. if you're comparing them that way, that I'd agree. Yeah, yeah because like I, the experience of watching baseball, I will go watch just about any baseball teams play in person, but I will not watch them on TV. Like I'll watch the Red Sox. That's it. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> like, but I'll go see like a 
St. Louis Rockies game in St. Louis if I'm like on the like going through. I did that. That's why I used this example. Oh, St. Louis versus the Rockies. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We need to talk about anyway. the basketball <laughs> team because uh, that's what we're in the thick of it. Uh, really getting to the end of the regular season, which ends Saturday in Charlottesville. Um, but a few wins to talk about for sure. We've got Only one more regular season game that we have to deal with Jack Salt. So oh, I'm going to cry. It's going to be a, a teary senior day for Caroline for sure. Probably, probably most everyone is going to be saying goodbye to uh, some very important uh, who's it's just a question of how many of those important who's are we <laughs> really going to be saying goodbye I to also, i can't emotionally prepare for that yet i'm not well maybe we'll talk about that in, in, in a second but let's let's talk about the wins um notes from the pittsburgh game i don't think i really feel strongly about sharing anything other than it was fun to see uh the the c team get some extended play um, a, because it, it's good roster management for our star players. Uh, but B, it's also, it's, it's just fun to see those guys that we haven't got to see a lot out of. And not that there's a whole lot to take away um, other than Marco loves to shoot. And that's cool. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, and it's fun to say Statman. <laughs> Anytime awesome. he does anything, step man. Has anybody seen him actually like run? Like I've seen he like he kind of glides and <laughs> he like teleports, like, but he doesn't. I've never seen him like full on sprint up and down the court or like trying to come off a screen yeah. or anything. That's which, a really good point. Which is giving me a lot of pause in his ability to come <laughs> off screens next year and actually make shots. Because I'm gonna be honest, the man doesn't look all that athletic. <laughs> he's he is still early stages, Mike Curtis, like. Like he's he's gonna... he eye skinny and with, <laughs> with like five pounds of hair. That's <laughs> true. If he, he's gonna come back with like a fresh haircut and like an extra fifteen God, let's pounds hope of muscle, so. and like everyone's gonna be like, "Who's this new kid?" <laughs> and he'll be like, "Good day, I'm Cody." And everyone's gonna like freak out and be great. All right, uh, this actually, if we can just scrap the basketball talk and have Caroline, <laughs> Caroline. do accents for the next forty <laughs> minutes or so, that's really what. <laughs> Um, yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, they dominated them. It was destruction. Um, it was awesome. Pittsburgh I mean, is very bad. They're not great. Uh, the wise not- writers on the blog know that they are, in fact, the worst team <laughs> yeah. in the conference. Because that's what happens when you lose 12 or 13 or whatever <laughs> that are at games in a row. Um, anyway, they're, they're yeah. T- I mean, no. Virginia, Virginia was able to put the you know relief guys in if you will with nine and seven minutes left i think seven minutes is probably when deandre came out and it was good like got those guys rest um with the quick turnaround heading to syracuse which we'll talk about um like they got a ton of rest i think and will you attended the game i did i saw the three-quarter who vision and i saw the worst <laughs> of the uh, the worst national anthem in the history of UVA national anthems. So I saw, I got to see both of those. No, no, no shots against the, uh, the acapella group from the UVA law, but they needed to move the microphones because homeboy on the left was right on top of it. And he was all I heard. So I'm sure they sound great without a microphone, but we just got to work on where those microphones are. The placement uh, was a little you rough. You covered yourself really well there. <laughs> there, the, <laughs> but the name of the, I'm going to cry laughing again. The name of the group was the 
acapella opinion. Ah, the opinions. I couldn't. I couldn't never remember the second word. I knew the acapella. <laughs> oh man, that makes sense. Lawyer best, puns. Best names group, at, like all season for sure. Uh, and for those of you that aren't sure what Will's saying about the three-quarter Who Vision, one side of the giant um, jumbotron had a gigantic black box in the upper left quarter of the entire thing so you could not see like, well it only costs like 15 million dollars so <laughs> well when know, i came sometimes in there are gonna be bugs <laughs> when i came in they had it lowered and i don't know it, it's just really unsettling to see that thing lowered that like is it, true <laughs> because you also see that it looks like it's being held up by like rubber bands <laughs> <laughs> so i okay. walked in i walked in i was like oh what are we doing here um and so i don't like that's like the seeing the sausage made but basketball style like arena style i just didn't i didn't need to see how it's like lowered and so <laughs> all right let's talk about the fucking basketball part um yeah. <laughs> we're cow guy 17 points hunter 12 points jerome 13 points and we always come back to uh you know who steps up as the fourth scoring option we got a little diakite a little kihei and a little key uh, all, all coming in with uh, five, six, and five points there, respectively. So a group effort uh, for the fourth score, and the fourth score not being really all that necessary against a team like Pitt. But against Syracuse, the game we really want to talk about, yeah. uh, featuring the Look at that transition. Look at blistering uh, sh- shooting, uh, they really relied on the big three again. So it's sort of two straight games where they're, they're putting the, you know, the, the weight of the scoring on the guys that you want to see score the weight that score. That so we always sense. talked about um, it's going to be crazy when all three of them have a game, you know, the same night. And usually it's like, it's tough for all three of those guys to go off because mm-hmm. of limited possessions. Uh, we saw what it looks like when all three go off. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And I think playing against the zone invites hot three point shooters. Yeah. Or at least it, it invites three point shots. And so if you all are all hot, then it, it's just an absurdity. I mean, even if we've seen games where the three of them have all been efficient, have all been in double digits, when they're taking those shots from deep and making them, I mean, Hunter five for seven, Jerome five for six, and Kyle Guy eight for 10. What an absurd display. The likes of which we haven't seen since Duke did it to us in Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. I was starting to feel, I I mean, I know most Virginia fans were like, well, Syracuse did it to us in the Final Four or the Elite Eight, I don't care. But I was legitimately feeling bad for Syracuse fans and, you know, a little bit of Buddy Beheim in there too because we, we felt that literally a month ago where some team that, what it was competitive for what 25 minutes of the game and then all of a sudden it just wasn't competitive because Virginia was not make missing anything anymore and it's just frustrating being probably being a fan of Q's watching that and just saying <laughs> what the hell are we supposed to do <laughs> yeah with ties pulling up from like Manhattan like... He, literally, he pulled up from <laughs> like a foot inside the logo yeah and they don't have a big logo because it's a block s but he literally <laughs> pulled up inside the logo it was so crazy and and the, what's perfect is, you know, like the first step to beating a zone is to make threes, right? That's the best zone buster you can have. Um, and so it was perfect. Like you, you're like, all right, first chance. We're first thing we're gonna try and do is hit threes. If we can't do that, then we'll work it inside and whatever. 
Hold uh, on, but hold obviously on. The they first thing they tried to do was Kihei tried to force <laughs> force uh, passes to. They were all trying to force passes. <laughs> Everyone were, was trying to force passes. As, as the announcer said a dozen times, threading the needle. Mm. Uh, you know, there there were some bullets. The thing about those bullet passes that I want to talk to Ty about is they're like professional players will catch those passes and and dunk the ball or lay it off without any hesitation and i saw jay huff do it which after like like noting that you know yeah. as i was watching yeah, it right. jay huff <laughs> caught one and and did what, what i wanted but every other time and i'm sure huff is, is just as guilty as any other of these these non-professional yet players <laughs> is those bullets are hard to catch and yeah. so often they they bounce the pass they 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 struggle to catch it cleanly or even if they do catch it it, it sort of shakes them into like doing a step, doing a dribble, doing something and not just catch straight to the bucket. And by then the defense is there and adjusted or their double team or whatever. So those threading passes weren't resulting in easy buckets, even if they were making it there and half yeah. the time they weren't making it there because yeah. that's, you know, the zone tries to, you know, get those long arms out there and deflect it. And that's how you get all the, the turnovers, but they totally adjusted in the second half. The uh, second half adjustments were, they were near good. flawless on it, turnovers. Only one turnover, not from a third stringer. Right. <laughs> um, you know, nothing against them, but like it doesn't count uh, right yeah. now for my yeah. argument, at least. No, yeah. After eight in the first half, to only have one um, in the first—I think it was like the first possession, too, or mm-hmm. second possession, something like that—of um, the second half, and and just to see the different things where Ty moved into the middle of the zone and then would draw mm-hmm. um, Chukwu out so that mm-hmm. they could easy easier get to either the two big men with Huff and Diakite in there. Or, yeah, there's a nice video of that um, making yeah, rounds on Jordan Sperber. If y'all haven't seen it, I think it's like Hoop Vision something or other. Um, it's great. You should definitely watch it. It's in uh, it's in one of our posts too on streetmilan.com. Gotcha. Check it out. Ah, um, it's a but yeah, like he <laughs> opened up. It was just perfect. Like it's just Tony Bennett this season has been, despite there obviously people are upset and criticisms about the way lineups have been used. And honestly, if that's what we want, like it is a good sign that if that's what we're focusing on right now, then there's really not much else going wrong. So he's like masterfully tinkered and put in halftime adjustments that have helped Virginia because going on the road to Cuse and like winning is tough. Like that's mm-hmm. whether, and especially to shoot like that in a place where the sight lines are nonsense because of the football arena, literally football arena they played in Virginia mm-hmm. scored them 47 to 19 in the second half. And four of those points for Syracuse came when Tyus Battle was still pressuring Jaden Nixon with, you know, a minute and a half left in the game. So it was just with the offense going off like they did, the defense clamped down. Um, and it was just masterful. It was beautiful. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. I was laughing. My, I was literally laughing when those threes were going in because it was just so absurd. Heartless. I am. <laughs> they were 10 for 13 in the second half from three <laughs> no oh, i mean it, it 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 was fully enjoyable um i would rank syracuse in the upper echelon of teams i don't like uh just below uh the teams that everyone hates <laughs> well, <laughs> when, when, they're not quite <laughs> tech or duke or unc or maryland but maybe in that fifth spot 
when dude face elbowed Ty in the head, True. Yeah. I was furious. Dude like, face. That's how people get hurt. And I mean, the same thing like the Pittsburgh kid that tripped DeAndre. Like this is where I'm yeah, in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in super terrified mode right now. Oh, we all are. As much as I these see. games are great, like if one of these guys gets hurt in like a meet, not meaningless. ACC regular season and tournament games are important. But if one of if someone get oh I can't where's I need like knock on one. Well, I mean it, the, the the Louisville uh, home closing game home see regular season closing home game uh is saturday there is some meaning still to it uh, because i don't think the one seed is wrapped up i believe carolina could move into it uh but if the who's win do could win and move into it too oh for reals i haven't haven't crunched those numbers but i believe there's a a good blog post on streaking the lawn that is true me no read only podcast if virginia wins they're guaranteed at least a share of the acc title if virginia wins and unc wins then they share it uh but virginia will be the one seed right. if virginia wins and duke wins then virginia is the one seed and duke is the two um and carolina the three if virginia loses <gasps> uh and Duke wins, then there's a three-way tie. Duke wins the tiebreaker. Virginia's the two. UNC's the three. Um, if UNC wins, they win outright. Virginia's the two. two. Yeah, gotcha. Duke's the three. So worst case scenario is two. Best case is one. Still a chance to outright win. All right. And this is all, of course, for the ACC tournament seeding. Yeah. Uh, you know, just in case any <laughs> listeners don't know, they've got the double buy wrapped up regardless. Actually, all four top seeds do UVA, Florida yeah. State, UNC, and Duke are, are all uh, wrapped up uh, to, to start their tournament experience uh, in the quarterfinals on next Thursday. Uh, which is, you know, it's always good, obviously, um, to not have to play those extra games. But I think the big benefit of being the one seed is your game on Thursday is going to be against either Syracuse or Clemson and not, say, a pretty decent Virginia Tech team or an NC State team playing in Charlotte, you know, uh, or, well, We'll see how Louisville uh, looks on Saturday, but uh, we, we don't want to we, we uh, uh, get too high and mighty uh, about yeah. Louisville, I would say, because uh, you know, still, still some potential there. Anyway, my point being, we want the one seed. We want the one seed in the ACC tournament. We want the one seed that's in the D.C. regional uh, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, there's a lot uh, to, to, to be had. Uh, from closing out things in the regular season with a win huh. against Louisville. Am I wrong? Will no. You? <laughs> nope, you're right. I was. Right. I, I had already penciled in Clemson and NC State into that 8-9 game, and now I'm seeing that if Duke or if UNC wins, that it's actually Syracuse, obviously with some other games that matter also. But I, I, I know Clemson is, pens, is sharpied, as one John Rothstein would say. <laughs> as the uh, is that Seth Davis or John Seth Rock? Davis? Seth Davis, Seth Davis is it? Yeah. But Clemson is in the eight nine game, and I guess it's between Syracuse and NC State for yep. who will be the eight seed. But I, I had just thought it was NC State, but I guess I now see that it could be Syracuse as well. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what shakes out there. Honestly, like, do I want to play Syracuse right right away again? Not particularly. Um, but NC yeah. State was obviously one of the closer, and that's the thing with. 
that first game, um, I don't know. I, I mean, shit. How many times did Virginia lose to NC State in that first damn game? You know what I mean? Uh, ACC tournament. <laughs> Back when but, we were bad. Yeah, that's true. And that's the thing. This Virginia team can that. literally beat everyone. I don't care if they're 0-2 against Duke. There's, you know, they can still beat Duke. They have the pieces to do it. But um, this one, for me, it's like, yeah, an ACC tournament win is always great. Uh, would prefer not to lose in the quarterfinals. Uh, <laughs> but the biggest thing now um, is seeding for the NCAA tournament. And not so much seeding as location. Um, yeah. So they're almost I, almost locked into a one seed. They, they I'm tempted to, to say yes. Like, they would have to lose to Louisville for sure and probably yeah. embarrassingly so and do the same thing Thursday morning against a Clemson. And I would think uh, you, you're you probably saying you've got Gonzaga as a one seed. Uh, you've got either Duke or UNC as a one seed. It's got to be both of those teams somehow to to knock UVA out. I don't know how both – they both can't win yeah. the ACC title. And if right. they're on the same side of the ACC tournament bracket, then they both can't even play in the ACC championship game. Right. Well, so, no, but if UVA loses on Saturday, then they wouldn't be because – Oh, UNC, if – right, right. UNC or Duke would be the one, and UNC or Duke would be the three. So – they would have a path to both playing in the championship game, at least in that in that yeah, scenario. Gotcha. I yeah. I don't even. I still don't know that 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 would leapfrog. I mean, I, I, some people are out there saying all three ACC teams could be one seeds, and that has more to do probably with the fact that some of these other conference uh, presumptive champions. Yeah champions are losing (laughs) you know they're gonna have worse records even if they win their conference championships uh all this hypothetical being that uva isn't going to do such yeah if virginia i think if virginia wins on saturday that just locks up a lot of stuff i I just think even if they don't have a great showing in the acc tournament that they stay one seed um again like honestly i'm tempted to say like almost regardless mostly because i think the chance of them losing both like two games in a row is pretty slim. Sure. Um, you heard it here first, folks. There. But the way that Virginia has played, and I think that they're ahead of well, a lot of places that haven't been going to the East now, and that would be huge. Obviously, you have to get through the yep. first weekend. Um, but being able to have a shot at a Sweet 16 Elite Eight played in Washington, D.C. versus Louisville is huge. Right, um, right, and that's the key point. If you haven't looked at, at the NCAA bracket yet, uh, the South and East are the most likely destinations for yeah. a UVA one seed, uh, but we want that Elite Eight Sweet 16 games uh, pair to be in D.C. Uh, and not in Kentucky, uh, particularly because Kentucky might be the two seed yeah. in that region, is pretty likely, or Tennessee, yeah. uh, DC being uh, a bigger advantage, obviously for the Who's alumni base and fan base for sure. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about the ACC tournament. I think uh, we'll get to maybe do some predictions next week uh, before it gets going, and we know the full bracket. But I think the ACC has seen. Uh, some teams rising uh, and some teams falling. Uh, rising probably FSU. Yeah. A big win in Blacksburg. Um, been pretty hot for sure recently. It was in Tallahassee, Pierce. Oh, yeah, sorry. A big, a big win against Virginia Tech, I meant. Um, 
apparently the refs were uh, not good. Uh, I read a lot of. <laughs> where, where was that coming from? Uh, I <laughs> no, think Reddit and Twitter, whatever. You know, I didn't watch enough of it to like have a because um, I was also watching Duke Wake. <laughs> yeah, true. Holy shit, Duke! Um, wait, for those of you that didn't follow or didn't see it, or I don't know. Uh, Wake came a shot that rimmed out of the buzzer away from upsetting Duke at Cameron Indoor. Um, they gave up 70 plus points. Well, to, but uh, they didn't have Zion, Caroline. That's and true. So, you know, like, they barely had any time to adjust and work around <laughs> their other top 10 lottery pick players. Bottom feeder five. Wake Forest without Zion. They yeah. only have uh, those other guys. But yeah, I mean, that would have been a, a very amusing and, and stunning upset sort of a stunning result regardless it would have that honestly and people will laugh at me or make fun whatever numbers wise that's a way bigger that's a bigger upset than it would have been the 16 over one like they had a 0.03 chance 0.4 chance going into that game like that's absurd uh the spread was like 26 and a half i'm just saying like based on pure if you're looking at Kemba, you. like the problem the a more problem unlikely result. result yes then right, um, right. but anyway it was just nuts but yeah florida state has been playing well um still kind of streaky they're not super consistent even in the wins like there's sometimes where they had that really good stretch eight game win streak against some of the um yeah winning in the acc is hard regardless sure. it's a little bit easier when you have back-to-back games with like the wakes and the notre dames and the um but they got kind of their stuff Ooh. handed to them by carolina They've won 11 of 12 after starting uh, with a tough stretch um, One and, four. and some upsets uh, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're going to be the four seed. So if UVA yes. uh, does win Saturday and locks up the one seed, that means uh, that they potentially will be playing uh, the Seminoles on Friday, although um, they'll, they'll probably have a rematch against Virginia Tech, uh, the five seed, unless there are upsets. And, you know, those conference tournaments, there can always be some craziness. I don't know if Boston College or Wake Forest are prime for an upset or, uh, you know, they almost pulled it off in Cameron. So I guess we'll see. Um, I think, conversely, uh, teams that might be stumbling into the tournament certainly include Louisville, although they did just finally win again. Yeah, uh, so, good for them. Uh, we'll good see. Maybe, hey, if they win in Charlottesville, then then the losing streak is behind them for sure. Uh, <laughs> but they, they did beat Notre Dame. Uh, but before that, losses to Boston College, UVA, Syracuse, uh, win against Clemson, uh, but losses to Duke, FSU, and UNC. So they're, they're just not beating the good teams. Um, and they're, they are beating the bad teams. Um, mostly. BC. Mostly. Uh, the Cardinals uh, seem to be more of that team you're, you've watched have issues. Even if they're losing games they're supposed to be losing, they look angry. They look disjointed. I know we've <laughs> talked already on the podcast about um, their coach openly cursing about them <laughs> on camera. Uh, but the Louisville's in, in a trend. The Louisville's. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Louisville's in a transition here. Um, might be stumbling a little bit Virginia Tech I, I'm going to be interested to see how they play in Charlotte uh, if Robinson's still out um, I don't know I haven't heard anything about if he is expected to come back at all uh, this year 
but I mean, in these tournaments, you think guard play, right? And you think yeah. leadership and you think like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to play this many games, right? It's a weird turnaround uh, to have such a short turnaround. Um, they're, they're, they've lost such a spark in Robinson, but they've, for the most part, have played really well. And obviously they've, yeah. they've beaten Duke as part of playing really well without Without a, Zion. <laughs> right, right, of course um and I've other than getting, um you know manhandled in charlottesville uh or in blacksburg uh against the who's uh, they've looked pretty good uh losing in overtime in tallahassee not not something that i would say means they they don't look pretty good although i think their fans were pretty upset with their second half performance in tallahassee they 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 had a huge lead at halftime. It was 33-19 Hokies. Yeah, they started hot and did not finish well. Anyway, you know, these mid-tier teams uh, tend to win uh, a, a game maybe that they shouldn't as a collective. Um, but most of the ACC tournaments I've watched, the top teams are the ones remaining uh, in the semifinals and finals. So that's what I anticipate. Any Anything you guys think might get, might trip up uh, one of the say big three or even FSU. Um, you know, at this point, I think the ACC is just so top heavy. You kind of you pencil in a Duke UNC semifinal, and then you pencil in Duke or UNC playing Virginia in the championship. Not that I mean they have a, they have the small numbers next to their names for a reason. So <laughs> you, you unless something crazy happens and. With Duke being so young, who knows what could happen in a tournament. But I do expect UNC and UVA to at least make the semifinals and then possibly play each other in the finals. Yeah, I agree with that. It's It'll be interesting, like, once – I'm excited to see – this is, like, my favorite time of year, despite, you know, a, yeah, lot, of, a lot of heartache at this time of year as well. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm just so excited to see the final bracket, what it's going to look like, because there's also a, a, there's a possibility that some of these teams are playing to make the tournament, right? So oh, Clemson's right there for sure. Yeah, so Clemson's got a, if they play NC State, they play Syracuse. Like that's a huge first game. NC State, like I don't, they're in, you know, but they could probably use a good win. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing like being on the side with teams that desperately need wins is never super fun <laughs> um and i think clemson's really the only one that's like a pure bubble team uh i think despite louisville's like flame out collapse they're probably going to make it in fine yeah, yeah. Syracuse is not going to be a 10 seed in the last called again they're probably going to be a six or seven um so you know virginia tech safely in almost that entire second round grouping is mm-hmm. safely in except clemson so they're probably the team from like team to watch, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they need to really at least pick up one win and show a valiant effort against Virginia or Carolina or Duke, whomever ends up in that number one spot. Um, so that'll be fun to see. Um, I can't wait to get down there. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. It's so much fun. And before we close up, I do think we need to talk about the lacrosse team. Lacrosse uh, team. Because I got to watch Will Campbell watch a lacrosse game uh, this past weekend. And it was 12 just, to 15 minutes. I don't know how long their quarters are. <laughs> you um, you are an enormous excitement now. Uh, you know all the rules. Yes. Um, <laughs> including the best rule in sports. Whoever is closest to the ball when it goes out, 
because that makes sense. <laughs> only on a it's, shot. What? Oh, right. Only on a shot. And who determines if it was a shot or not? The ref does. So, <laughs> they're infallible. Nothing. They're infallible. Also, they always get also right. there's a shot clock, but the shots don't actually reset the clock. I don't really know what resets the clock. <laughs> Hitting you the can, pipe or the goalie. Yeah, which great. I mean, it, the the it's about impossible to do that to begin with. So. <laughs> Not that I didn't know this, but uh, goalies are actually the dumbest people on the planet. I, what, the UVA guy took one off of his thigh, and I wanted to cry for him. I, I'm just so happy you've converted. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. I actually the have had an exciting uh, bit of, of of games to start the season. Two back-to-back uh, OT wins. Got one on the road at Princeton. I think Princeton was ranked like 19 at the time. Um, and then this, the biggest one was obviously Saturday against Syracuse, Syracuse, what, depending on what you looked at, um, Virginia 12, Syracuse 13 or vice versa, whatever, different, mm-hmm. different polls, different folks. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but Syracuse is obviously an ACC team. Um, getting an ACC win is awesome, especially at this point of the season, because there's only five teams in the ACC. So you have four mm-hmm. chances to get those wins. And on the road. Um, and on the road. First win was, in the Carrier Dome since 2009, I, I think, think correct, I read. Yeah. Uh, the craziest thing, and I, I think I have the numbers right, but going into that game, Syracuse held an 18-17 advantage in games uh, one between the two. So Virginia won, obviously, bringing that to an 18-18 tie. And both teams have scored exactly 452 goals. So that is how close – these games always are mm-hmm. uh, what was really impressive. Michael Krause had uh, three goals, three assists and Virginia was down four with 10 minutes to play. It was in 13 to nine. Um, and they went on a six to one run to close the game and win the game in overtime. Um, Face offs were seven to two in favor of Virginia in OT and the fourth quarter. Um, nice. That's it's, that's all just like huge stuff. So yeah. no, no quit. Um, They've got some of the best attackmen, some of the best midfielders, and uh, two really strong young goalies. So Patrick Birkinshaw um, started against Princeton. It was his first career start, and he had 24 saves, which is a new first-year start high um, and was the most – I think the most saves, like, of any goalie in that stadium at Princeton's 1952 stadium. Whatever. Whoa. Class of 1952. Um, so, yeah, it was just they've been learning and you can see them grow um game to game right before your eyes right before your eyes little kids Amazing. are growing up so yeah good start they're four and two now I awesome right. i think that's accurate well let uh let's close with that high note and uh we'll be back next week uh to preview the finalized acc tournament Ooh. bracket and to talk about charlotte and maybe other things as well, uh, but keep up the good work lacrosse team and hope the basketball team uh, takes care of business on senior day. I guess what we didn't really talk about uh, if you want, is um, who might be leaving in addition to Jack Salt, uh, but it's not like this is their final game. So we'll see yeah, we'll a podcast soon thereafter but uh until then uh stay tuned to the blog uh for some more previews for the louisville game and such and uh we'll be back next week thanks for listening hit subscribe yada 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 go who's <laughs> <laughs>